Well, hello and welcome to I Don't Know About That. Happy New Year. Hey, Wayne. Yeah, starting off the new year, watching some bowl games and uh, some fun in football anyway. Well, yeah, the bowl, some bowl games were interesting. Um, some were not so interesting. My, <laughs> the Big 12 did really horrible. Well, I think the SEC did. Okay. Pretty good, yeah. yeah. But my horns did pull one out on the mighty Utah Utes. A Ute? I don't know what a Ute is, but it sure sounds scary. You remember that movie, My Utes. Cousin Vinny? <laughs> the Utes. A Ute. Oh, I get it. They're, <laughs> I get it. Okay. Well, we're back on in 2020 here. We made it through 2019. It was uh, limped, limped through the la- end of that year, but we're here now. So 2020 is going. We're going to look at that and see what that looks like going forward. So, Wayne, what does your crystal ball look like now? Any clear, more clear than it was? Well, it's not a whole lot clearer, Steve. But, you know, we saw some indicators here in the last 45 days that we, I think our last podcast, we at least caught bottom on some of the pricing. Yep. Uh, we, we caught bottom on, uh, I think it was Tubi. Yep. Uh, and we said we're going to watch to see where surface casing carbon is going. And that's sort of settling in, uh, not necessarily going upward at a at a uh, accelerated rate, but at least calling bottom on the pricing on those two items. So do you uh, think the uh, price increase announcements that came out from many of the mills near the end of the year, are they helping to establish that bottom, or are they realizing those price increases yet, or is that something that's a delayed reaction? I think it's more of a delayed reaction. I think they uh, it's helping to establish that bottom. I think on some of the spot business, they're actually getting a little bit more than than what they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think on the program business, you know, most of the program business was set uh, for Q1 back in the end of November. And so I think the program business actually uh, for a, a Q1 uh, that it, it would those mills are not realizing price increases on, yeah. on that part of their business. But definitely on some of their spot business, especially uh, some of the ERW guys, they they've actually are, are seeing areas where it's not deteriorating anymore. And maybe some slight increases in there. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things in the market that are happening that certainly would support um, the contention that maybe pricing is bottoming out. The OCTG price increases, the uh, the steel uh, steel increases themselves. The um, hot roll coal prices have firmed up a little bit and, and have shown slight increases. Um, yeah, I think Benchmarker, uh, the number we got from them uh, this week was like, 554 so that was up like just one percent from where it was a couple weeks ago so that that number is is up from where it was in november for sure yeah but now it's sort of leveling out the rig count is a little bit schizophrenic right now i mean what two weeks ago we saw a pretty sizable increase and we've given that increase back in the last two weeks yeah what was it today dropped nine on the baker and to what 796 yeah so we're Uh, down below 800 according to the baker hughes which is the industry standard word from some of our customers about going into farther into q1 and early into q2 that they're looking at adding rigs now when we talk about adding rigs, we're not talking about you know historical amount of yeah, rigs one being here, added, two there, one here, two yeah. there, that kind of deal. Uh, so I really expect that the rig count will stabilize, and maybe we'll start to see that rig count 
edge up. Maybe it's late Q1 before that happens. Yeah. But uh, hopefully. That's well, what we're yeah. See. I mean, certainly we're in a lot better shape from the standpoint of supply, OCTG supply being more in line uh, with the demand, assuming the demand kind of levels off like you're talking about. Now, I think the question is, is does this and in, does our industry um, do, do we have the um, uh, discipline to not get over uh, exuberant, I guess, and put that out as out of balance again by buying too much pipe and putting too much pipe on the ground or or even having more more imports coming in than we need. Absolutely. So those are some things we're going to be watching, especially in the next 30, 60 days. Uh, as you know, the import numbers have continued to drop. Yeah, what are they? It's, well, what are, where are they? So this is we're reporting this on what this is January the fifth, I think. Yeah, and I think the November preliminary numbers were uh, coming in at, for November one twenty five, one twenty six. Is that right, Kayla? Somewhere in that neighborhood. Yes, one twenty five. Okay, so you know, and and that's that's quite a bit lower than where it was in the past. Yeah, uh, we had seen you know four months ago uh, some of the traders had pretty much cut the the Taiwanese out. And now we, we're seeing the effects of the Taiwan imports uh, being low. Right. It'll pick back up. Yeah. Even uh, late Q1. Yeah. Uh, because those numbers are coming, you know, they're, they're now deciding that they can uh, participate in this market. Well, you know, it's into that. Well, I'll just kind of delve into that just a little bit. Um, yeah. I think maybe some of the Taiwan uh, import numbers can come back up. I think the Korean, uh, importers are going to be, uh, uh, they seem to be looking like they're going to be a more disciplined for yes. the first half. Um, but uh, now that the, and I guess we, this is official that the Teneris has now officially acquired the T, the U.S. A- assets of TMK. And, and with that agreement, they have a, a six year uh, exclusive distributorship of TMK tubular products, which would include any, the material coming from Russia, and that number's been low. That number's been very low now, but historically, the Russian import numbers have been somewhere around, I think, thirty to 40,000 tons a month. Right. So that being, I assume that uh, Teneris is probably going to opt to make their own pipe rather than import yeah, pipe so from Russia. You would think that number would stay in single digits going yeah, forward. Yeah, not that we've been told anything, but I would assume that's what they yeah, would do. I so mean, I would think the Russian import numbers would probably be coming down uh, quite dramatically. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so maybe the import as, as a whole in the next six months looks like it might be um, – it might, it might show some discipline and, and keep that supply in check um, – with the demand. Yeah, and you know some of the mills out, out unfortunately have had layoffs and some of yeah, them cut ships. Been, you hate to hear that. And so, uh, again, I think. Domestic mills. Yes, yeah. domestic mills, I'm sorry. So the supply side of it, uh, it again, it all depends. We, we need to watch and see the buying patterns of distribution out there. Yeah. Well, and just to that point is, you know, that we have seen some layoffs and we've seen uh, in the domestic manufacturers. And I think they've also um, the, their order books have been pretty anemic for the second half of the year. I don't think, again, unless they see we I think we reported this last time. I don't think if they don't see price increases, they're not going to add any more capacity. So. Uh, that being said, um, if if people can if 
players in the market can can kind of keep their powder dry, so to speak, and and not get over exuberant and think that this market is just going to take off like a, a firecracker. Uh, maybe we can maybe we can enjoy some uh, uh, some more uh, uh, a longevity of a more normal market. Um, I don't know if we can do that or not. We haven't been very successful as a, as an industry of doing that. No, the worst thing we could do is go out and buy a bunch of inventory and put it on the ground right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I, I'm I, unfortunately I don't think the demand, uh, obviously driven by the the rig count, is going to. We talked about it initially here the, in this discussion. We think it could come up slightly but we don't think it's you're not talking about getting up to a thousand rigs anytime soon um you know there there are certain outer liars that might change that outlook um but for right now um you know it it, i guess it looks like from the standpoint of crude production in the u.s uh, heck we've shed a lot of rigs in the u.s and crude production has basically continued to overall it's continued to increase um and and storage numbers and on crude and um, petroleum products has been uh, relatively flat, slightly down. Uh, but, you know, that could be also driven by a more robust economy. Yeah. And, you know, going into 2020, if we see uh, some of the the budget numbers from these companies being less, but does that mean they can still produce the same amount of oil yeah. for less? Uh, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, certainly to, going into 2020, the the – there's been a deflationary period in 2019. Uh, so budget numbers, you should be able to do more with less because I mean, heck we've been taught, we talk about OCTG prices being down, but I assume, you know, fracking is down. Sand is, is I've heard sand is really in way down is way down. Um, you know, rigs I'm sure are probably not where they were. So from that standpoint, it should be cheaper to drill a well, uh, in 2020 than it was at the beginning of 2019. So some of those reduction in capital expenditure budgets on them from oil and gas companies doesn't necessarily, even if you see, which we've heard numbers, around 20 percent lower number on capex 2020 versus 2019 but that doesn't necessarily um, equate to a lot lo- lot less uh, wells being drilled right. right so it's it's hard to it's hard to put those numbers and just say that's a that's a clear linear path to to a conclusion so correct and what in the heck is happening in the Middle East right now? Wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> our, yeah, that's um, it's uh, as of today, we've had some news this morning that uh, I guess uh, the the Trump administration decided to take action on the uh, embassy attacks. And so uh, so what happened to the oil price? It jumped up. I don't know. Last I checked, it was up by about two dollars. Yeah, it was like sixty. 60- 384 this morning something yeah. like that so it's probably still in the 63s today i think uh, that's i think that's a little bit knee jerk reaction probably but, so but you know again to, we were talking about establishing bottom on octg prices those kinds of things probably help to establish a bottom on crude oil prices too yes. um, is my i think it has an effect on that so so is is the new bottom 60 uh, i don't know it was i would say in 2019 the 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 new bottom that was established was 50 maybe right. in 2020 the new bottom is 60 i don't know and that that's probably not a bad number just to that, be honest i would think that would be a, a good number but of course a really robust oil number <laughs> people will drill too much and then we'll overproduce and then we'll be producing 14 million barrels a day instead right. of 12.4 so but no it's i think um i think things are 
are, are certainly looking better than they did six months ago. Um, like we said, supply we think is much more in, in, in balance with uh, the demand. I think the big question in 2020 is, uh, can we keep it that way? Um, or are we going to do what we normally do and, <laughs> and get the supply way, way over the market way oversupplied on everything. Well, let's knock on wood, and I'll tell you what we're going to do. <laughs> Coming know. from yeah, come from the horse's mouth. Yep, yep. We are not going to overbuy. That's uh, we are going to be very careful we're about be that. Very cautious and yeah. conservative on that that note. But uh, hopefully, like I said, at least we've seen the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that is better than uh, you know a deterioration. Yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just hope that everybody just chills out a little bit, and enjoys a time period of balanced supply and demand. So and who knows what's going to happen in the Middle East the next thirty days? Yeah. So in our next our next podcast on I don't know about that might be completely different. Well, thank you everybody for joining us on I don't know about that. I hope this has been helpful. Our little market update. Uh, we'll be back be back at you. Well, that was. That was really, yeah, myself, yeah, Cody saying it sound like Bugs Bunny. We'll be back at you in about uh, probably a week or two to let you know how things are progressing. So, hopefully, your horns do well. Uh, well, my horns are pretty much done, and they're, oh, that's right. they're done they're, for the season done, after they so, so uh, no, start talking about recruiting for next year. Uh, I think we're done on that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, after our coach flipped off a camera, I gave the double bird to a, a camera that was class act there um no all we got to look forward to is lsu and clemson so there you go you want to pick me you want to make a pick uh you know what i'm gonna pick lsu uh by two touchdowns wow two two well i'm i'm thinking that's probably a pretty good pick but i'm gonna be i'm gonna be rooting for clemson sorry all you lsu fans (laughs) so all right well thanks again for joining us and we will talk to you all soon